You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, oh no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pirate Radio Show. Hey, what's up, Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host. I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. Lots of great articles, lots of great content, podcasts, all that fun stuff you love to read and listen to. Uh, Joining me on the podcast as my co-hosts, you know them, you love them. The first is the host of his own show. It's called The Overflow. He's also a wonderfully talented musician. In fact, this motherfucker got to perform at BlurredCon just recently on stage. They invited him and everything. He didn't just show up with like a microphone and a speaker. It was fucking dope. Uh, His name is MC Brooks. Yeah, uh, well, thank you for that. And uh, RIP to Nichelle Nichols, Bill Russell, and Pat Carroll, who was the voice of Ursula in the Little Little Mermaid and the Kingdom Hearts video games series. Yeah, like that's, um, we're gonna be recording tomorrow. and you'll be hearing it uh, on the airwaves soon, another episode of the Star Trek podcast that uh, our our friend and editor, Mariah Beachboard, is the host of uh, called FedCon. And we're going to do a tribute to Nichelle Nichols uh, awesome. for sure. So, yeah, definitely uh, rest in peace, Miss Nichelle Nichols. Um, in co-host seat number two, a wonderfully talented visual artist, a man blessed with the Blarney Stone abilities, the gift of gab. Uh, he is incredibly knowledgeable about all things television, movie, media in general, comic books, so much so that we've dubbed him the professor. His name is James Rambo. So. What's going on? Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the boys. And the reason why I say this is because, Jesus Christ, this show. Like, <laughs> it, the, only, the only way that I could survive this show 
was watching it in conjunction with watching Miss Marvel because the boys is so <laughs> fucking dark and so depressing and everything sucks and an every emotional counterbalance. And like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm like walking away and I'm like in shell shock. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, let me watch Miss Marvel. I need something to like get me up here. Like, and I get that that's the point of the boys. Um, and, and we'll get into more detail, but I just wanted to kind of kick this off. We're talking about season three of the boys. So if you have not watched it, spoiler alerts, Give this podcast a little bit before you watch it, because we are going to spoil the fuck out of everything. Um, All that being said, yes, it's intense. It's dark. I still love it. It's so fucking good. It's so well written. Like that. That's the thing about this that I love the most. And we'll go into more detail and we'll go roundtable and we'll talk about it. But like they could do the over the top violence that this show does. They could do the shock value shit that this thing does and just give us like a half-assed effort when it comes to a script, but they don't. It is like they put every ounce of effort into this and you can see it, it comes through. Their performances from the actors are fucking phenomenal. Like these are such well-rounded, deep characters, emotionally balanced, like real, like even though obviously superheroes don't exist in the real world, like you could see these people being in the real world. And it's, it's amazing. Like it's so well crafted and like I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by it every single time. And I always considered myself that was, uh, as someone who was somewhat desensitized to violence. And then I watched this show and I'm like, Nope, I am not desensitized to violence. Cause fuck <laughs> like, and like, it's laughably, it's like over the top laughably clownish when it, in it's violence, because like when someone gets killed, it's not just like a spurt of blood. It's like an explosion of blood. It's everywhere. And there's guts and sinew and just, just shit everywhere. And it's like, it again, like something horrible happens. And you're just like, fuck, that was, oh, uh, why? Like, uh, just, uh, just gross. Like you can almost like, like smell, ugh. like that one scene. Um, hero gasm, like that had a smell. Oh. I don't know about y'all, but I was like, <laughs> that, that, that I, had yeah. a few different smells, <laughs> a bunch of smells, yeah, for sure. And stains um, <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, a lot of slipping hazards, like I feel like that was a dangerous place to be walking around. Should have had those little Which, stand-up signs, those yellow ones, you know, Pettigrosso. Watch out! Like. <laughs> Apparently, um, oh, I'm blanking on her on her on the actress' real name. But they actually play Starlight. Uh, Aaron um, Moriarty? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, she was on set. And they had, like, you know, real bowls of, like, condoms and shit everywhere. And, like, she had just touched something gross or something along those lines. She wasn't sure about something. And she wanted to get some hand sanitizer. And there are all these, like, clear liquid stations everywhere. And she goes and gets a handful. And just before she's about to like, oh! And she had already like gotten a big handful of fucking lube. It was just <laughs> lube that was set up everywhere on set. And, and she's like, oh god, god. And she tries to like shit you can't shake it off. Yeah, uh. no. <laughs> oh Christ. Um, let's go round table, guys. I want to talk about, and we don't like give it all. Like the loves, the hates, like, let, let's just, let's, let's talk about this. Cause there's so much to digest with this, with like, no pun intended, like th- with this series, like it, it's been a, a fucking amazing ride. Um, they keep topping themselves every season. In fact, like, and this kind of kick it off, 
this was the season that I fucking loved watching the reaction from fans because there are so many Trump supporters and conservative dickheads who are like, oh my wait, goodness. wait, Homelander's the bad guy? And I'm like, <laughs> have you not been watching this season, like series at all? I don't like, understand. I just... In cognitive dissonance, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the best social commentary series I've seen across the board. Um, I mentioned that in my review, if you ever feel like perusing The Great Geek Refuge, I do, I do a review of season one. And I talk about there's a scene where Homelander is on the beach and they're recovering all the pieces from the airplane that got blown up that actually him and fucking Maeve blew up and killed a bunch of people. And he's there. And he says something that echoes what George W. Bush said on the 9-11 site, like on the trade, the trade center site. We hear you. We're here for you. He says the same fucking thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like that comment. Wow. That was like a gut punch as far as commentary goes and where they're going with this series. Um, they continue to do that. And like there were so many things that you saw in this in this season specifically that is just like hey, you saw this in real life. I think that's also part of what makes this show so uncomfortable, but also so good. But Rambo, what say you about the show, man? Give, again, the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly about the boys. I have been a big fan of this show since the beginning, and it just keeps on delivering, honestly. I think they managed to really effectively balance big, gross, violent, uh, 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 like gore and viscera and shit, um, with like funny, engaging, interesting characters and, um, really well balanced people. So even like you, you have your, your protagonist doing shit you don't like. And occasionally you have your antagonist doing things you were like, that doesn't kind of make sense. And they're, they're, they're actually, they're all fully fleshed out and, uh, and three-dimensional, um, with like you know minor exceptions here and there but uh the commitment to the bit like this show is not something that you know there's there's no like unshot Chekhov's gun in the boys there's nothing that they they introduce that they don't try to do something with later on um and it is also a testament to how to go about adapting something from one medium to another, because this is an incredibly violent, incredibly sexual show. Um, and it's, it's not fair to say it's toned down. The approach uh, between the comic and the series is a little different, uh, where the comic tends to lean a little more into uh, titillation, um, which isn't to say that this is not meant to be titillating. It definitely is. Uh, but the comic seems to revel in a little more um, and kind of be, that's what it is. The comic is kind of turned up to 11 and the show is turned down to 10. Um, you get like the contrast is pulled down just a little bit. Um, so you don't have quite as many extremes on either sides, which for anyone who has not read the comic, think about what you've seen of the show. Oh, yeah, like if you're telling me this is a, yeah. yeah, if you're telling me that the, yeah. the comic is 11, I'm like, how the fuck is that going to happen? It's yeah. really the sort of general approach. Yeah. Um, I have seen very, it's very popular right now, uh, uh, an opinion of people being like, don't read the comic, comic sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. 
they're just doing different things. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you don't want to read it, that's that's cool. You know, but to to come at it that hard is it it, it kind of gives me pause. Um, but no, this series is just fucking phenomenal performances across the board. Um, I like that they got a little more experimental with their storytelling this season, mm-hmm. um, particularly like uh, Kamiko's kind of a, a musical vision. Um, I loved that. I, uh, I, yeah, that that was, was so awesome. delightful. It was so much fun and so, yeah. and so interesting and, and, and different. Um, I, and that, that's, been, that's been something we've seen a couple times in, in, in the last couple of years. Um, or not even, that, not even that, like very recently, uh, like with Ms. Marvel and the way, way they handle their storytelling, um, uh, you know, fucking into the Spider-Verse, the way they approach things and, and like, using visuals to, to do different things. I mean, shit, like the new Puss in Boots movie, the way they do um, some of their visual storytelling is like, you'll see things like exclamation points pop up on screen and things. Um I appreciate that people are realizing like these visual mediums can use visual language that isn't just in camera. Um, but yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the quote unquote heel turn of my own Homelander. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, really what the fuck was he in season one and season two? Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's literally in love with a Nazi last season. Like. Literally in love with a Nazi. Um, and, like what the fuck? I, the, the cognitive dissonance of these people who are yeah. watching this and are having the sudden realization that the Superman analog that in the first season was perfectly fine with a plane full of people crashing and dying. Wait, he's the bad guy? What the what? Who did you think what it was like? Did you think Butcher and, and the rest of the boys were like they're the villains? They're the villains. Like, yeah, they <laughs> did because uh, those are the those are the libs. Well, I I think <clears throat> I honestly I don't think they I don't think that that's what was thought. I think that it is much more likely that these folks be, be, because. I don't think that they were thinking about it. They were watching things and just taking in what they wanted. And it's only, um, there's, there's something, like I, I'm, I'm a little optimistic uh, about the fact that they had the realization at all. Yeah. Because that means it's either, either the storytelling has finally gotten blatant enough that it's obvious, which honestly, I don't think it is in terms of like, I don't think it's gotten more blatant in the storytelling. I don't think um, so either. It's been pretty consistent. Yeah. I think it's it's like it's finally clicked. Like it's finally sunk in to these people that like the shit he's doing is not okay. Um and so I'm I'm the tiniest bit optimistic about like maybe this will lead them to be a little more reflective, a little more self-aware. A little more conscious of what they're what like what kind of media they're taking in and, and what it means, um, but who fucking knows? Uh, one of my favorite things was the the particular adaptation of the legend, um, because both you guys ever watched the second Gremlins movie? Yeah. 
Have the new you batch. Can't say I have. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. It is a very, very silly movie. Um, without getting in, in too much detail, uh, basically the, the the studio was like, "Hey, uh, original producer and writer, we need we need a second Gremlins movie." And they're like, "We don't want to do another one." They're like, "No, no, no. We for tax purposes, we need to make another movie called Gremlins Two. Make whatever the fuck you want." And so they just made a movie making fun of their original movie. Um, if you've seen the Key and Peele sketch about Gremlins Two. That's all real. All of that is in the movie. Um, but there's a thing that happens in the movie where the gremlins take over the film. Um, and there's a, a weird meta cameo where Hulk Hogan shows up uh, in the theatrical cut and like rallies the audience to, to like fight against the gremlins. And you like, and then like the camera breaks or the, the, the film breaks. You can see like, shadows behind the screen of the gremlins running around shit like they're actually doing it at the movie theater in every version of that story in the novel in the tv version in the movie they treat it differently for the medium so in the home video release like the tracking starts getting all fucked up and uh uh you know and, and it looks like your vcr is broken in the novel there's there's a, a, a like a brainy gremlin. There's a really smart one who takes over the writing from the author. <laughs> like there's a moment where there's like a meta thing where he's like, yeah, I have him chained up somewhere and I'm going to be writing the rest of this. Um, and that's just really smart in terms of like, what can this medium do that other mediums can't? Uh, or, what, or what are specific genre conventions of this? I say I like to say in the, in the comic, the legend is a, is clearly supposed to be Stanley. He's this little like uh, 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 he's this little dude who's a, a super loud, crazy fucking huckster who lives in the back of a fucking comic book store um, and just spouts crazy bullshit. But he's he's the person you go to for like um, like he's he's been around since the forties. He's been like a guy who who was uh, effectively the like the PR guy for Vault and shit. Um, and in the series. They basically make him Robert Evans. They make him a movie producer. Um, Robert Evans being the producer of The Godfather and Rosemary's Baby. And like basically, if there was a hit in the 70s, Evans probably had something to do with it. Um, and they get Paul Reiser to yeah. play the legend. He, God, did he fucking nail it when he's just like a fucking good job. He does that perfect, like, I'm not politically correct, but I understand what political correctness is. And like, so he does this thing where he's just like, yeah, you know, that sort of thing is not cool. But let me tell you about these broads that I banged back in the 70s. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, I he he fucking nailed that role, dude. It was it was so good. I did a fucking great job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that show I am. I, I just continue to be thoroughly impressed with it. Yeah. Um, fun fact, they built that giant dick. <laughs> that's that's a real that's a real set. I was going to say prop. So at that scale, it is no longer a prop. It is a set. So let me ask you this then. Is that in the comics? Um, I don't know if that specifically is. Okay. So then that, 
that is literally oh, if that, that was thing. Okay. So yeah. that was that was their response to Ant-Man not shrinking down Straight to up. get inside of Thanos's butt and then blow him up from the inside. Straight like, up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, no, a thousand percent. Um yeah, Eric Kripke uh is having a very good time yeah. making his funny, disgusting, smart, uh uh um <laughs> really both like cynical and optimistic series. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, long story short, uh, I really enjoyed this last season. Yeah. Um, MC, your takes on uh, on on the boys season three. It, the, the other the great thing, too, is not only how they're handling stuff with the TV show, but their social media game is a it's so one. fucking good. Their yeah. social media game is so good. They even did something yesterday about the thing we're going to talk about later with Warner Brothers. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I, I fucking love the Soldier Boy <laughs> rap video. That shit is so goddamn funny. Like, because because like Rapture, Jensen Jensen Eccles just like he commits to this role so hard, but he's in yeah. character as he's doing that shitty thing that white people did in the 80s yeah. of, I'm going to do a rap. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, it really is. And I think that the, the great thing too is if you watch almost any of his interviews that he's done when he was promoting the show, he you can tell that even though he signed on for it, he had no idea what the hell he was getting himself involved in when he, when he agreed. <laughs> when, he, when he agreed. But he's like, because you can see it on his face when he has to talk, when, whenever he has to talk about the hero gasm episode in particular. He looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> he looks that's, so uncomfortable. But that's the thing is that's how good an actor this dude yeah. is because he's so uncomfortable talking about it, but he committed like he was that dude. And like the, the fucking old lady fetish that he had was so fucking funny. Like he's because it makes sense because he's like yeah. he would be like, what, 90 years old and he's just I, a little. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of my favorite like Captain America nods. Yeah, because with Cap, it's like oh, Cap, like all of Cap's friends are yeah. guys in their their eighties and nineties. Yeah, I'm like no, the Soldier Boy, all the women he fucks are <laughs> yeah. like all the women that he's attracted to are all fucking like octogenarians and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I yeah I I love that. Um. But no, like I, I pretty much share everything that you you guys said. This this season in yeah. particular was was awesome, and it's it, I guess it's weird to me because the boys is one of those shows that at least with the first two seasons that I remember liking them, but like I don't really think about it until like the new the, the next season of it kind of comes out, and maybe it's because we're being inundated with like a million other superhero yeah things uh that that seem to come out but for the most part and, and honestly you can say this for um for uh amazon's other prominent superhero thing uh invincible that it really is like a one-of-one one thing like there there isn't anything else being produced that's kind of like it and that's kind of also the the for me anyway the big appeal of it because i remember when we talked about season one and mike i remember you being like the violence was like a lot <laughs> and it being really <laughs> grotesque and really like really over the top and it kind of being senseless but now here we are two years later and like i, f- I feel like we've all just kind of like yeah this is just what it is is this is yeah, yeah. This, we kind of we kind of know to expect it it's also why i like the uh the miss marvel reference you made because they were a bunch of memes that came out when both of them were airing at the same time about yeah. like 
they, it'd be like the yin and yang of like Miss Marvel being all cheerful and happy and, you know, uh, the boys being all, you know, death and destruction and, and violence I, um, and whatnot. Um, I got to make sure um, I get his name right because I, I almost always mix it up with another actor who is in Star Trek Discovery, um, but they're vastly different characters and vastly different people. Uh, Anthony Starr is Homelander. I almost called him Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp no. is Dr. Stamets. Yeah. Vastly different people, vastly the different characters. Anthony, 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 yeah. Anthony Starr is Homelander. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but there's a TikTok going around of all the girls singing uh, yeah. a Backstreet Boys song yeah. and him looking like he wants to fucking kill them. Like <laughs> he's just like he's so dis he's like disconnected. He just did not give a shit. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. You're like, that's Homelander. He might still yeah. be in character, and that's why he's doing it. But like you can just tell he's just like, I will murder all of you. Like it's <laughs> well, I either need three bullets or one. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. That's why he like in, in an ideal world he would be my reverse Flash. If, yeah, hundred percent. If Ezra Miller wasn't already like applying for the role, currently. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ezra is all about being the reverse Flash. Yeah, that seems yeah. to be what's going on. Yeah, it was me, Barry. Yeah, it was um, me all along, <laughs> uh, staring at a mirror. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, like this this season, this season in particular was 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 awesome. And like they they packed so much stuff in like in these hour-long, in these hour-long episodes that you can almost forget that like certain things happened earlier in the episode. Yeah. I found myself like really confusing when things took place until I realized, oh no, I just watched that 40 minutes ago. And I just yeah. like so much yeah. other, so much other stuff has happened over the course of over the course of the show. Uh that that uh I just kind of forgot about it. Like, I kind of like that uh, with this show in particular too, that, and, and I felt like this was something that, that was kind of highlighted in this season in particular, that you really can't like root for anybody in this show. Like regardless of kind of, I mean, you very much can't root for him, for Homelander unless, you know, you don't know what you're watching. You can't like even characters that you like, I've like I know most people are annoyed by Starlight. I like Starlight's character. I've yeah. I've I've, yeah. I've I've liked her. Um, but like even this season, or, or even with uh, Huey and Butcher in particular, like the fact that you you find them all kind of doing questionable things, and seemingly and seemingly because um, because I, I feel like that's something that kind of comes up a lot with uh, in superhero properties. It's one of the things that people like to rag on Batman about, like, why doesn't he just kill the Joker? Which is like, you know, this idea of the hero needs to just be able, like, sometimes you have to do like morally questionable things in order to achieve the the bigger the bigger thing. And I kind of liked that that was one of the things that they kind of talked about, because, you know, Butcher and Huey, for, for all their all their stuff about hating suits the first two seasons, here they are taking, um, what's the what's the drug called? Temp V. Yeah. Yeah. Taking taking temp V themselves and getting yep. getting a rush out of it and <clears throat> becoming the very the very thing that they claim to hate. It was also why I was not surprised. I was like, Butcher and Maeve are, are going to hook up. Like the, the second I saw I saw that she was the one, I was like, oh no, that's yeah. he's going to hate fuck the shit out of her, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, overall, I, I really like the show. I know that they, they're about to begin filming for next season and like if they haven't already started. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of um, where they're going to where they're going to go next with with all of this. And I think most most of all, because um, this is a thing I kind of I kind of wonder anytime we have any kind of show like this, which is like where like where are we going with this like what's what's the next thing and what's the end game here because obviously the show is not going to go on for 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 forever and i'm not i'm like i'm not familiar with the comics although out of sheer curiosity i did go read hero gasm just because i need i i i was curious about the 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 side by side of <laughs> what the comic was like versus that episode but I've ne- I've never read it, so I, I don't know if like how the boys' comics ends or if it's still ongoing or whatever the case may be. But I'm curious about that. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what they do next season. Many uh many a bad decision has started with I was curious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny I am um, like there are already a couple things that they've done that have broken away from like the way they would tell certain stories in the comic. So a, as things are going, thing? like in a good way. Um. I think so. I think that that it's in so much as any of this is grounded, uh, which is I fucking hate that term. Um, <laughs> Realistic. I think it. I think it's more. It's less comic booky. It's less. Um, uh, it's less. It, it, it's not quite as over the top, um, and the the storytelling is a little better overall. Um, but yeah, there's. Well, so like, like noir, with yeah. noir off the board, a major a major part of the end of the story is done. Like they yeah. they just can't do it anymore. I uh, yeah, I, I know that is I know I know that it is too that they. I um, I know that we, we talk about this a lot. Like I'm I'm a very like empathetic person just by nature. Um, the noir ending fucking yeah. killed me. That was. Yeah. I, I didn't think that this show would make me tear up, but watching him lay there and then his little cartoon friends come and they're like, we're still so proud of you. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. Like I'm like crying and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. I was like, oh, and it was just, it was so sad because like you saw, again, he's no saint, obviously. None oh, yeah. of them are no. because you hate all of these characters, but like that you saw what Soldier Boy did to him and did to all of them. And it was just like, it was just it was fucking yeah. rough dude and like yeah that 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 got me that got me hard and like even I still think good yeah um the Sol- soldier boy as a character fucked me up too because we've talked about this before cap cap is my dude steve rogers is like my favorite and like because of what he stands for and what he what he stands for like this is his character and these are the things that he stands for but also what he will stand up for is what I mean by that. Um, and watching the dark version of him was really tough to watch. Like, but it was good. I enjoy it was fucking excellently portrayed. It was well done. It was well written. It was realistic, as realistic as it can be in a world where a dude has a giant wang that can wrap around himself. Um, like hearing him say the things that I've heard people from that generation say like 
was it was fucking real but then on the flip side like you hear him say shit like i just wanted to have a family i just wanted to have kids it's that same thing we talked about when we talked about the end of season two with um what was her name um the nazis storm uh, stormfront when she's talking about that beautiful moment she had with her husband and like you almost feel sympathy for her and we talked about that in great detail on the podcast where it's like you know she's there's a certain amount of like you know, she had this beautiful moment as, you know, she's trying to create a master race and wipe out all of the, you know, impure bloods. Like, they do a really, really good job of, of trying to make, not trying, of, of making these characters fleshed out. And you realize, yes, they're they're monsters, but, like, even monsters have these moments of, like, normalcy. And I don't want to say hum- humanizing them or, or, or humanity, because they're all humans, and that's what makes it even more fucked up. But like they have these moments where they're not that much different from you and me until they're wiping out entire races of people, until they're killing people indiscriminately because they want more power. Like it, this show really hits hard in a lot of different places. Um, and the fact that Stormfront ended up killing herself because homelander's like i'm not a fucking nazi like you're like oh okay so that makes him okay like it's it's just like the whole all of that is just there's so many layers to it and it's just like they they make this show incredibly compelling but also like depressing as fuck at times because you're like wow this is really not that different than what the fuck's going on in the world right now because um um mm's um her his daughter's stepdad who basically yeah. becomes a homelander fanboy like how many people do we know like that fuck to pull the fourth wall back for just a second we had a whole goddamn co-host on our podcast and a whole like co-creator of this fucking website that we pulled that curtain back and we were like what the fuck like that shit happens to all of us. We've all had a friend or a family member or somebody that we loved and cared for that had some really, really ugly beliefs. And it's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I mean, and we can't all pull an MM and just beat the fuck out of them. I mean, would have been satisfying, but like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, they're, they're not cartoon characters. Yeah. They're three-dimensional human characters that have, that make, that do cartoonish things yeah um and that's one of the like one of the things about uh the 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 huey and butcher subplot uh the 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 tempe is um it's i I mean the 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 ultimate uh 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 theme of the series is power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah um and it's it's you know for butcher it's you know by any means necessary i'm gonna i'm gonna stop this bullshit and like it it, when i do it it's okay it's it's different when it's coming from me because i have a purpose i have a vision for it like these guys are just assholes um and it's it's the justification for um the abuse of power uh and the 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 danger like inherent in that that is really interesting um 
and yeah like it just they're all full characters they're all like you shouldn't there should never be a moment when you have any empathy for a character like stormlight or like fucking homelander or um or rather you would think that there wouldn't be but that's one of the things that the show does really really well is they make you conscious of the fact that it's like no these are it's it's there was that uh, um that video that was going around tumblr for or the, the tumblr post for a while of uh, the footage of of hitler shot by eva braun um where they're like flirting and um you you are reminded like they were people and yeah. and that is actually scarier yeah um mm-hmm. Because it's easier to paint them as monsters, and it's, like it's yeah. certainly more comfortable. Yeah, um, and they, yeah, they do an excellent job of, of like you know the the whole subplot with with uh, Soldier Boy, and you know finding out that that um, or, or basically the, the the skewing of the idea that like Homelander is his child, like in in a true sense. Um, and that being the thing that kind of turns the tide. Um, like that is a very human approach. That's a very, like it's, it's, it's all really human storytelling um, in a very exaggerated way. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that the show does really, really well. There's no pure hate for any character. <clears throat> and like the one that I think of the most is um, A-Train. Um, because the A-Train storyline yeah. has been really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because like you hate him because I mean, ultimately this whole thing started because of him, because he killed, uh, Huey's girlfriend and he was a piece of shit, like a, a drug abusing piece of shit. And he has this weird moment where in this season, particularly, you're just like, they're fucking using him. They're, they're, they're looking at the color of his skin. They're like, we can use this and we can make money off of this. And he buys into it for the most part, mostly because I think he thinks he's like, well, I can use this for some sort of good. And then he starts using it for some good. And like the whole thing with, I can't remember was it blue Falcon, no, blue Falcon, blue Hawk. Is that what his name was? Uh, I think it was blue Hawk. Yeah. I think it was blue Hawk as well. Um, that whole storyline, like where he's like, he goes to apologize and then just like becomes a total sack of shit in that, in that uh, community center. And like, I thought he was, I thought a train was going to end him right there. But then when he goes to hero gasm and fucking drags his ass across the pavement, I was like, shit was wild. Again, you're rooting for him, but you're just like, I fucking hate you, but goddamn. And then he has a heart attack. Cause he knew that he wasn't supposed to use his powers because he was going to make his heart explode more or less. But like, you want to talk about some dark shit when he wakes up and they're like, Oh, we gave you blue Hawks a uh, heart. Congrats. And you're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like a heart of a racist inside you. Like that is, there were a lot of people from what I was reading online. A lot of people did not like that at all. Like they hated that they did that. But honestly, I think that that makes it an even better story. Like, it makes it, like, it, it, it fits of, with what, it fits with what is going on in this series. What about it didn't they like? I think that, like, I'm trying to remember exactly, like, I was reading that a lot of people just didn't like the fact that, like, after, 
they thought that he should have died. Like he, like, yeah, that like, it should have been like, not a heroic ending, but like a somewhat like, you know, he, he was willing to sacrifice himself to get justice because the system wasn't going to get him justice. Yeah. And I, I posited that like, actually this is the better ending because this is, this fits with the show of how fucked up this show is and how fucked up this world is because that's the kind of thing that they would do. They would perform surgery on somebody without their consent to keep them alive. Like, I mean, it saved them. I understand that. But like, you can't ask somebody, hey, do you want us to give you a heart transplant? You know, because you're unconscious right now and dead. Like, but he is, he is bought property more or less. Yeah. Like, if I remember correctly, they're all just I, properties of the property of this company. Yeah. I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I, I, I agree with you about that. I think that, I think that is the better ending. I almost feel like with what they were doing in this season in particular, they would have kind of martyred him in a way had he yeah. died, had he died yeah. in that moment. And yeah. just me personally, I don't think he would have earned that. Even even with like no, even with like him having, you know, him like realizing like how much he's being used. I think it is way more fitting for for it to to be a reminder like oh yeah you can have this change of heart but you're still our property you will literally have a change of heart oh (laughs) fuck yeah yeah whoa (laughs) (laughs) holy shit (laughs) there it is there we go wow fuck me um the, the fact that like he's he's upset about what has been happening like what blue hawk's been doing and what he, like, like to his community, what happened in the, the community center proper. But he's really reacting to what happened to his brother and like Largely. his own his own guilt about his own that. guilt, his own like yeah. sense of like impotence and and not being able to, to stop it from happening. Um yeah, it's it's and and yeah, it, it the fact that it um it ends up being like you know, just one more reminder of like, no, no, you're our property. We can do what we want with you. Yeah. Um, like you're not, you're not going anywhere until we say. Yep. Um, yeah. Fuck. Do, do we think, cause honestly, I was really surprised that um, Giancarlo Esposito, nah, it wasn't missing, but like, they just were like, see ya. I, because he was such a powerful person. And like, I figured there was, I, I feel like he's got to be back in season four. There's going to like, he's not going to be the type to just like slink away and that'll be the end of it. I feel like we're going to see him come back with some way to get back at Homelander and basically take fought back in some way, shape or form. I think he's too, both, both as like a general sort of character actor. Yeah. Um, and as a character proper. Yeah. Um, I think it is, much more likely that yeah he's gonna he's gonna be like the corporate foil yeah for um was it uh Vanessa um yeah. and and Vaught uh and not just you know because we because we have like the sort of the physical um foils in in the boys and starlight um yeah I I think he he ends up taking more of the uh just ends up being more of a an antagonist for them in that particular way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just such a it's such a deep series. Speaking of, uh, let's talk about his fucked up character as well. The deep um, man, like <laughs> you've, you again, like like you said, you can't root for anybody. 
because what he did in the, in the first season, the starlight, you're just like, what a piece of shit. And then you kind of root for him. Cause you're just like, man, this guy's really gotten hosed. And like, there's that scene in season one where that girl sticks her hands in his gills. And like, that's some, whoo, man, that was an, an intense scene. Like, <laughs> but like he, he builds his way back up and he gets back on the team. But then you realize that he's just, he's just a fucking bootleg to Homelander. And like, the whole he fucks fish thing is, is is such an obvious Aquaman thing. Like, but it's it's done in such a funny way because it's not just like it's some sort of like they don't treat it like it's a disgusting thing per se. I mean it is, but like because he can communicate with them, he loves them. It's it's the th- so here's the thing about bestiality. Um, his his deep relationship with sea creatures yeah is a consensual one yeah and that is the like which is also extra weird and funny yeah considering like the introduction of him in that first episode um is one based out of non-consent yeah um and and yeah like that, aside from it just being gross and weird, uh, that's like one of the biggest problems with bestiality is like it's non consensual. Animals yeah. can't consent to having sex with you. Yeah. So don't do that shit. <laughs> it was, I can't remember if it was the first season or the second season, but he's in the fucking grocery store. And he's like having a conversation with one of the fucking lobsters in the tank. Yeah. Like that's one of my, he's just like chit chat. He's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, yeah, uh huh. No, yeah, no, I remember you. Yeah, yeah, no, we met in the North Atlantic like, like 15 years ago. No, yeah, no, you're a nice dude. Like, I can't believe you're here. This is fucking nuts, right? Like, yeah, I love the way he talks to sea creatures because it's like, yeah, and the octopus. Oh man, they fucking made him eat the octopus. Like that ugh. fucking old boy scene. Yeah, that shit is fucked up. Whew, man, that was rough. And like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that show just keeps getting. There's more and more and more layers. And like, I was rooting so hard for Maeve to fucking finish Homelander off. She was so close. I was like, it's almost done. When she took that fucking like rod and shoved it into his ear, I was like, oh fuck, it's gonna, it's it's happening. She's gonna fucking kill him. Cause she, when she lost her eye, I was like, okay, one of two things happens. This means that she's toast or it's gonna be one of those things where like now she just turns it on and just like beats seven shades of shit out of him. And she almost had him, but she, again, took their heroic route and knocked knocked a soldier boy out of the uh, out of the equation like and even with him there's a certain amount with soldier boy where you feel bad for him because he was experimented on by the russians and like he still doesn't fully understand what's going on with the whole like that whatever that blast is that he does like it's it, it's just such a fucking well executed show and like to see ryan turn on butcher and go to Homelander and like want to be with Homelander is just like another layer of this series that just makes it so fucking compelling. You have a surrogate father who rejects him and you have his blood father who accepts him. Yeah. Like even if like, cause that's, that's the thing. like Ryan's only experienced a little bit of uh, time with, with Homelander. Um, but here's a man who was like, no, like no, and, and like from a very deep and personal uh, perspective, no one's going to understand you like I do, which is the truth. Um, people are going to be afraid of you. 
of what you can do. Um, like, I'll take care of you. And that's the thing. That's not a lie. He is being honest in those moments. When, when John is talking to, to Ryan, he is talking to him as a father to his son in the best way he possibly he, It's funny. He is doing, he's seemingly actually doing the things that Butcher is claiming he would do. Um, and acting as, like, in the, at least in the moment, a better father figure than Butcher would. Uh, because whereas Butcher is essentially fighting back against like his years and years of abuse, fucking Homelander is like, here are all the things I never had, and I'm going to give them to you. Now, what will we see next season? Yeah. Who fucking knows? Uh, and we're definitely going to get more of like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're getting more of like abusive fucking crazy asshole Homelander, but it would also be really interesting if we never did. Yeah. If every time he interacts with Ryan, it is as a like pure loving relationship. Um, I can that, see that with this show, just because they do that juxtaposition so well. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, that's like, yeah, it, it's fucking three dimensional characters. I will disagree with one point. I do think there's at least one character we can root for consistently. And that's Starlight. Yeah, I think because what is she? What is she? She's been the, she's been the White Knight. You know, like she's like, been the one person that has been without. The worst yeah. she's done has been like unpleasant corporate shit. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately she is the is the, um, the cleanest character. The character to come out cleanest of, of anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's it is really impressively built and and executed, um, and I'm yeah I'm really excited about this next season. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm super excited about the next season as well. Um, I didn't think I would like the series as much as I did, but it just it continues. That's the thing, man. Is like if it's well written, I'm gonna keep watching. And well, I mean, <laughs> granted, there's plenty of things that are shitty written that I keep watching, and you know, like, but like this is just I love compelling character movement. And like, that's what this does is you are invested in these characters. Interesting note, we talked about it in our cold open, which if you would like to be part of these and be able to hear these, you can become a subscriber on Patreon as well. If you go to patreon.com slash great geek refuge, uh, you can subscribe and you can hear our uh, patron exclusive podcast that we have. In fact, we talked about um, some pretty cool things I'm gonna tie in here. The character of Wee Huey in the comic books was visually based on Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg was cast as uh, Huey's father in the series. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, just him him basically acknowledging, like, I'm way too old to play yeah. Huey at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just pop him in, pop in for the cameo. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really I'm impressed with Jack Hughes. Or J- Jack Hughes. Um, Jack Quaid. Quaid, thank you. Um, I'm really impressed with Jack Quaid. As an actor, like I, I'm, I'm really happy with everything that he's been doing. Like, also, he's in Lower Decks. He's one of the voices in Lower Decks, and he's mm-hmm. great. Um, but just his performance in this series has been outstanding. Um, just everybody. Like, I love that we're getting more depth with all these characters. I love that we learn about MM's background and that we learn like how traumatized he was by what Soldier Boy did to his family, and like you find out the why for all these characters. And that's really important to know why they are doing what they're doing. Um, 
Frenchie, man, that is a fucking layered character too. Like I thought that he, for a while, I was like, he's pretty one dimensional. And then we got a lot of depth with him this season. Yeah, man. They, again, they just keep fucking delivering on um, characters that have more to them than they seem. Um, And, and aren't necessarily good or bad in terms of alignment. They're, making certain choices they're making uh, good or bad choices and even it's it's they're they do a great job of um explaining not justifying yeah like there's no excuse for the shit that homelander does yeah but you learn more and more about his background you're like yeah all of that would lead to that all of that kind of um abuse and neglect uh and and followed by free reign to basically do whatever you want yeah like you're the most powerful being on the planet yeah um yeah you know the 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 reason like the superman story works is um it's not just like oh he had it's yeah he, he doesn't develop this moral sense out of the, you know clear blue sky the fucking kents raised him and taught him ethics and yeah. what it means to be a good person. Um, what if a morally corrupt corporation raised Superman? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get. And, yeah. and by raise, basically, like, provide him with food, um, gave him just enough attention. But, like, nobody loved him. No. Like, he was he was just a guy. He was a fucking product. Um, he Well, actually, not even, like, a, a morally corrupt uh, corporation. A... Um, a contractor, a military contractor builds a superhero and weaponizes him. Cause that's what, that was their plan from the beginning. They were like, well, we need somebody like soldier boy only better. And that, yeah. Like I think he even said, I'm the upgrade. Like that's yeah. It, it's, it's, it's dark, you know, when you think about it, because it, it really is, like when he started, when he got on TV and he was just like, I'm better than you, you know, like, and, and people that, and that wasn't enough to make him a villain. That was the thing that was the realest shit to me. You know, that if that wasn't a Trump analogy, I don't know what is. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to tell you how much of a piece of shit I am. I'm going to literally telegraph how fucking horrible of a person I am and how I think I'm better than everybody. And people lapped that shit up. They were like, Homelander, people love you after you told us the truth. And it's just like, and you can't even be like, well, that's unbelievable because you're just like, yeah, no, that shit happens. We see it in our fucking country every day, you know? Like He tells it like it is. Yeah. He's just honest about who he is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, I, I did I really appreciate it. Just his, his perspective on it, though. Like, yeah, I'm tired of pretending that I'm not what I am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what I am. And you're like, well, respect for acknowledging it, at least. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still an asshole, but like, at least you're honest, you know? Like, at least you're not playing this game anymore. Yeah. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and uh, we'll wrap up uh, this episode. Um, Again, if you if you listened all the way through and you were just like, yeah, I'll hear spoilers and wonder if this show is worth watching. It definitely is. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's well worth your time. It's intense. Be warned. But it's telling a good story. And it's it's a a it is the best analogy. It is the best critique 
of what is going on in our world right now, of what happens to people in absolute power, people with unlimited funds, unlimited access to things, the one percenters essentially, which is a really good analogy actually, because think about how many superheroes there are. There's not a lot of them. So, well, 1% would make a lot of sense. They're running the world and don't give a fuck anymore whether or not if you know that they're corrupt. And I think that that's why this is such a good series because they know exactly where they're going with this and what they're trying to trying to do. And how do you stop them? You know, the only way to stop them is to have the same level of power, but you shouldn't have that power. No one should have that power. It's a really interesting dynamic and I'm really curious about how it's gonna play out. But um, what we're gonna do, uh, MC alluded to this earlier, um, man, boy, what the fuck is going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery? And it's just an absolute nightmare, especially when you compare them trajectory wise to what is going on in the MCU and what Disney and Marvel is doing. It's laughably different. It is literally like one is, you know, we've used this analogy before, the Flash and the Reverse Flash. Like one is just, or like Bizarro, Superman and Bizarro. One's making, you know, these truth, justice, and American way decisions. The other one's like, no, me Bizarro, like me destroy all the things that are great about Warner Brothers right now and that's what we're supposed to do that's how we make profit like it's fucking weird but we'll be talking about that in our next episode so big thanks to MC Brooks big thanks to James Rambo to all of you out there who are listening we appreciate you we love you uh, we'll be back with another episode so make sure you listen to that one as well and remember together folks there are no heights that we can't reach Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>